Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, and welcome back to another informative session of Naturopathy Today and our trailblazing efforts of taking you to we don't know where. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> well, if you don't know where you're going, then any place will do. Well, you know, that's really a very good point. And when you get there, you really got to stop and look around and question what's going on. How did I get here? Why am I here? And how can I make this place work for me? Anyway, some off-the-wall thoughts to get us going. You know, I thought that because of us both coming out of puberty, that we would talk about aging issues that we and, and the girls that we know who are also, well, actually the girls mature faster than we do. So I thought I would talk uh, They're still about, waiting, I think, Michael. <laughs> oh, for us? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, the, the wives who are listening say, yeah, that's my husband. Can't get him to grow up and mature. And the guys are saying, well, what's wrong with that? Why do we need to grow up? At any rate, we do. And there's no stopping that process. So the best thing to do is grow old gracefully, energetically, youthfully. So the first thing I thought we would talk about in aging issues would be menopause. You know, what's interesting is that men get menopause as well as women. And I, I forget what it, I have a note somewhere of what it's called, but we'll start in with the women because like I said, they are just a year or two older than us. So what menopause is for the younger women who aren't there yet, what it simply means and what to be mindful of is that it's a, simply a decline in the reproductive hormones. And what's interesting, based on what goes on in our reality today, it usually happens around 40. Although I do know a couple of women who in their late 40s, mid 40s, late 40s, did get pregnant. In fact, I had an aunt that had her child, I think she was like 44 when she got pregnant. And you know, they say that eggs are depleted. I that were born with a finite amount of eggs or women are born with a finite amount of eggs. What's interesting, I remember reading something maybe in the magazine called Earth, all about environmental toxins. And in some instances, and this may explain why some women are infertile, that there are certain toxins that the mother has ingested that will go into a developing fetus. And if it's a female, it will prevent eggs from being developed. And I thought that was you know, just one sign of the, the damage that our environment and chemical living has done. Well, one of the challenges uh, for women that, that has emerged and, and for young girls who are maturing earlier is this concept of this xenoestrogens these uh, estrogen-like compounds uh, in the environment. And I know you've heard of that issue. Um, and if you have, I have a question for you. Okay. So, well, as I was thinking about this, we think of its impact on young girls who are going into puberty earlier and earlier, it seems, 11, 10, 9, 8. 
And, you know, that certainly is an issue. But I also then wondered, what is the impact of these xenoestrogens on young boys? You know, because they are consuming these same things. And then I started thinking, well, what about adults? As we continue to consume these chemicals and toxins in our environment, it's not just young girls who are affected by them, but maybe through the whole population and through the ages. Any thoughts on that, Michael? Oh, absolutely. Have you noticed that the young boys today have virtually no hair on their chest? You know, you and I grew up with having hair on our chest. The young boys today don't. Most don't. Let me say 90%. And you don't become aware of this unless you're at the beach. And then you see, oh, they're hairless. That's number one. Number two, starting in the 20s, depending upon how heavy somebody is, some of these guys need bras. Not only is it part of the weight issue, but it's also the fact that the mammary glands are being stimulated by the estrogens. Not only that, they also are some of the chemicals that cause cancer. So yeah, there's all kinds of negative side effects and the changing of the human body where the men are morphing into more female attributes and the women are just like you say, you know, maturing at a much younger age. It's really interesting. It's frightening, but it's also interesting. Well, to back to our subject, do you know if there's issues that how it might affect women going into menopause? You know, it's really a good question. I, I don't know. What I would surmise is that it may be one of the reasons women are having such a hard time going through menopause, the night sweats, the hot flashes, the moodiness. You know, Phyllis obviously went through it when and she took our women's changes so I don't know if that facilitated an easy transition or the fact that our diet is basically organic and healthy. So by not bringing in all of these chemical additives, if that facilitated the ease of transition. you know. Well, I got to think menopause is a normal part of life for women. And I got to think that, you know, life, I don't think of as cruel. So I don't think it, you know, as a cruel joke played on women that they have to go through this difficult menopause. And there are many women who do well, well enough during menopause. So what's the connection? I got to think lifestyle, nutrition, Absolutely. Uh, those things can play a very important role in this. Absolutely. You know, we truly are what we eat and what we think. You know, people may say, yeah, it's just a slogan. It's just a saying. No, it's factual reality, because whatever it is you consume, that's the building material for your body. So you're either working towards balance and harmony, or you're working towards dis-ease, manifesting as a condition. And it doesn't matter what you call your condition, just know you're starving. Your diet is hurting you, and your lifestyle complicate. It's interesting. People can see it if they're gardeners, they grow plants and they know that when they nourish the soil, the plants do better. People who have pets know it with their pets. They feed them better foods. They do better. Why would it not be the same for us as humans? I'm not sure why people can't make that connection, but it certainly is one of those blunders that people make thinking that what I eat doesn't make much difference. Yeah, you know, 
I believe we have so many disconnects on so many different levels. Maybe that's why, as our current society is demonstrating, we're really at each other's throats differently because we're disconnected from the humanity of each other. And so, you know, when you when you deal with disconnection, it's not just in one place in your life, it touches every aspect of your life. So, and you know, I'm right now I'm writing another book on becoming the new you, the you you really want to be, not the one that you're expected to be. And everything is about patterns of behavior. And you know, when I think about disconnecting or not taking care of your body makes me think on some levels of denial, um, lack of responsibility. And of course, it may be an element of rejection, which is why some people eat themselves to death and go to a diet that they inherently know is unhealthy. And yet they'll go down that path because the need is to fail, to be rejected, and, you know, it's part of the one pattern is called self-destruction. So this is why the psychological and emotional aspects of what we share is vital, at least from my point of view. If you really want to get yourself together, or as we used to say in the 60s when I was in puberty or younger, <laughs> if you want to get your act together, roll your eyes inward. That's where all the answers are. Very good point. And really, it all starts in the mind. It all starts with thinking, observing, making decisions, following those decisions. You know, we all have this responsibility, authority, and freedom to make our choices. Absolutely. So some of the other signs of menopause, I'm glad you asked, Steve, some of the other signs <laughs> of menopause are not having a period for at least a year. You know, now you know you're deep into it. There's no question. Hot flashes are common with most people, as are the night sweats. Vaginal dryness is another issue, which could make communicating at that level very difficult and uncomfortable, which that in turn could end up sending a rejection message. No, you know, I don't want to have intercourse because it's painful and the guy may get into a different head of thinking he's being rejected, whatever the case may be. Because we are crazy and we do get into, in our heads into all kinds of different stuff. Sleep disturbances are another sign, as well as anxiety and or depression. And again, those are a couple of things that I always uh, relate to, to either stress and or adrenal compromise, hypoglycemia. Other things that are part of this natural process are a low sex drive. I think on some levels where this country is over consumed or over attention to sex, because the real role of sex from one point of view, aside from the fact that it's enjoyable, but it's for procreation. And it comes to a point when we no longer need to procreate or no longer can procreate that it should take a back seat, but you know that's a whole other conversation, and not in my wheelhouse. Not something, you know. I don't even discuss it with my clients if they have an issue. I say, you know, go within. You know, there are certain things you can do to treat yourself, but if you're going through that kind of a thing, you need to question why. Why do you push your partner away, or why do you have the need to have, you know, this attention, this form? 
of acceptance anyway, or approval as a case. So we talked about insomnia. Weight gain is another one. Interestingly, I found that urinary tract infections were also something that was common. And whenever I hear of urinary tract infections, I also relate that to two things. One, obviously dirty blood because some of the bacteria is ending up in the bladder and infecting the urethra tube, and that's where the infection is. So we know that cranberry will fix that. The other thing is that by having a urinary tract infection, it's another way of putting having sex off the table as something to think about. Well, I was gonna say, um, this is incumbent upon women to look at themselves deeply and try to discover for them what are these important points. Every woman's different. And so their relationships may be different. Their thinking may be different. Their nutrition may be different. They need to examine their own lifestyles and see what might be contributing to this. And certainly relationship communication with your partner are critical because if women are, for example, dealing with a, a urinary tract infection, but they're not communicating that to their husband, he's interpreting it as I, she doesn't desire me anymore, she's rejecting me, when really she has an, enough problems. Right. It's incumbent upon her to communicate with him and with him with her. That can bridge this gap in many cases through mutual understanding, love, and uh, empathy. Communication is such a key on so many levels. And it's something that is almost not practiced by a lot of couples, unfortunately. Anyway, headaches are another issue. And, you know, head, I got a headache, honey, not tonight. <laughs> hair, hair loss or thinning is another thing. Sore breasts. There's another, you know, don't touch me. It hurts. I'm sensitive. Dry skin is yet another. Mood swings and lethargy. And the lethargy and the mood swings ties into, you know, one of the books I wrote that's available is called Disease Symbology Handbook. And in there, I talk about menopause because it is a natural cycle. It's a time in life when women can no longer procreate. So now they're confronted with, what do I do? Who am I? So I think on some level, the lethargy is due to a lack of inspiration and an, and an uncertainty as to what's next. You know, maybe this is the time to really examine and think about the things you really wanted to do your entire life, but because of raising children, you know, being a homemaker, working, and now COVID has created the situation where the women are in being knocked out of the workforce, because childcare is too expensive. It's a crazy situation. But anyway, once you go through menopause, you need to really find a new drive, something that excites you, something that stimulates you, something that inspires you to shake off the doldrums, shake off the who am I, what am I going to do next, and get out there and make magic amongst the world. Well, there's no lack of opportunity, you know, for somebody to find meaning in their life. I think 
sometimes we have lost a little bit of that in our modern world where people are so diverse and families are all over the country. And we don't have sort of the same sense of community that you know we've had through all of the ages so that women as they moved into this status of being the older women were revered and looked to for wisdom and they had a part that was important. Yeah. Um, so no longer were they raising children, but they were a very big part of the whole lineage of children and women who were bearing children and the elders in the community. I think to some extent we've lost that and women and men too need to find that path back to meaning. Um, is there anything to that? Do you see that as playing a role, sort of a loss of identity? Absolutely. That's why the whole thing about you need to, women who go through menopause and need to find a new self, a new purpose, and one that will feed them what it is that they need in order to become the woman that they are before all of this took place, so to speak. It's a difficult place to be. It's an uncomfortable place to be. You know, it's like everything in life, when we're caught up in something, it's very hard to see clearly. And there's tendencies, you know, some people fall into the victimhood thing, woe is me, you know, another is I don't have the resources. So that's another thing where doubt comes into a situation. Well, if I can no longer reproduce, then what is my role as a woman? This is why, you know, really, this is a time, it's a wonderful time, because now you're free of certain inconveniences, certain responsibilities, and now you have a time to grow into who it is you want to be, not who it is you had to be, or who it is you think you need to be, but the woman you want to be. And that requires questioning and seeking within. So, Steve, we're almost out of time. I think next week we should pick on the guys and, yes. <laughs> and talk about andropause. That's uh, what we go through. I hope the women will understand. We gave this uh, talk today out of love for the women in our lives. Absolutely. Um, knowing that they have to deal with us too. So um, we're here out of love for everybody that's listening to our show. And Amen. hopefully, you know, these quips and bits of wisdom we share, actually, there is a lot of wisdom in there if people will just appropriate it for themselves. So we're happy to share. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share with you, Michael. My pleasure, Steve. And I always appreciate your input because it does stimulate thinking. And I think everyone who listens to us gains something. And, you know, it's really interesting about insights and understandings. You may hear something and it doesn't resonate. That's ah, off the wall. I, no, that's nonsense. And then it may be a day later, a week, a month, a year. And oh, wow, you know, they said that a year ago. I'll be dang. There it is. It's happening now. So. Yeah. So on that note, dang it, the day is done for us. <laughs> At least the morning is, and we'll move on to more challenges that we have in our work life. And so until we all meet again next week, you all take care, be well, stay healthy. And ladies, just know this too can be mastered and you can come out on the other side like a shining light.
full of vim, vigor, and vitality. Steve, thank you. Thank you, Michael. Ladies, we love you. Thanks for listening, and we'll be here next week. Amen. Take care. God bless. Take care. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels. <music>